Welcome back, everybody, to the Voices for Blogging podcast, where we have Faces for Radio and Voices for Blogging. You can find us on the Podbean app, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. As always, in L.A., Royce Hamano's here, and in Honolulu, Steve Lee is here. Welcome to our 2022 edition of the podcast, Royce, our first episode. We promise to do bigger and better things this year, we think. And and more consistent. (laughs) We have plans. We plan to be more consistent and kind of be a little bit more of what the podcast kind of became towards the end of 2021. Not that we want to just solely focus on the crypto market, but I mean, Royce, man, when you think about all of 2021, like the transformation of the market to where it is now. And, you know, we, we talk, we joke around about listening to our old episodes and just to see what we were talking about, how it would pan out and how things pan out. And we're fairly accurate uh, about how things would go. And we weren't dodging our predictions at all towards the end of 2021 where we didn't record. You know, we just, life took over. We just got busy. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of tumult in in the market since. Busy going to football games and football games and hockey games and... Well, I mean, living living life again, right? I mean, starting the starting the reopening life. Uh, you and I talked pre uh, in our pre production meeting here that uh, you know we, you know, yeah. you look at things that you're going to do different now. I mean, you went to the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about that later. And you're going to have to share with everyone your experience at the Super Bowl and your, at your bougie little pregame tailgate at SoFi. Um, yeah. For an undisclosed amount, they will not mention how much. Long day. <laughs> we don't. We don't talk about that. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I alluded to this, uh, but we we do have plans to kind of do a little bit more of the podcast this year, and hopefully, you guys will stick with us, keep listening, and remember that we're not giving investment advice, but we are giving some information at times. And but really, it's just our opinions. You know, everyone's got to do their homework. Uh, <laughs> we're really in some trying times in the financial markets. Um, so we understand when we talk about these things, it might be sensitive for some people, but try to please remember, it's just our opinion. We're not telling you, you know, to do it all. Oh, hell no. <laughs> it's just like, it's like my basketball coach used to say, man, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. He's got one, baby. <laughs> Everyone's got one. I mean, that being said, Royce, I mean, I, I think, I think one of the things in my own personal experience is, uh, from where we grew this and back in God, when we're talking about this in 2020, when we did the episode where I started my crypto account to kind of the last six months for me in crypto, looking beyond F and Bitcoin and really starting to dive into the future with the metaverse as we start to see a little bit more of how things are starting to play out a little bit. We're really in like the first or second inning of the metaverse. Uh, but it's interesting to see some of the things that you turn me on to, like NFT worlds as a coin and and, and land. Uh, it's fascinating to watch the evolution and how fast it's actually happening. Yeah, well, what's really been interesting is that even during this, you know, downturn where, you know, crypto like Bitcoin, I think is down like 
forty percent from its high. I think ETH is probably the same, and a lot of the altcoins have you know crashed or been down you know quite a bit in this this little semi little bear market. Uh, the one thing that has actually stayed pretty steady or at least held its value in crypto has been NFTs, which is crazy. You know, it seems like that some of the money that was in like DeFi and all these other things have rotated into NFTs. And that's something that's pretty interesting. And it kind of speaks to the whole, you know, premise of NFTs really being the thing that kind of, and gaming NFTs, bridging the gap, you know, between a larger market uh, and the early adopters that are you know, in crypto today. Yeah, I, I think I think you're correct. I mean, it's fascinating to watch what's happening with, like you said, the N- NFT value staying up. And, you know, you get this participation by people buying these things literally like they are pieces of art or valuable trading cards, like, you know, most valuable baseball cards and collectibles. Uh, and, and that market is fascinating because just as you see the NFT market holding strong and you see all these new players, people, people starting to mint, you start to see these galleries popping up all over the place where people are minting NFTs all over the place now. Um, it, and at the same time, the collectibles market is actually starting to see a decline. But for whatever reason, in, in the crypto world, these NFTs, they're, they're, they're still going pretty strong. You know, yeah, hey, you know what? I, I still got my Megalodon tooth. Our jaw, <laughs> so, a Megalodon jaw through Rally Road. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, they still need forty percent more investors, so I'm pretty sure it's going to get our money back on our on our dinosaur <laughs> on our dinosaur fossil jaw. At least, at least I got a tooth in a big resin case that so, I have no place to put. It's just sitting on my desk. You can talk about a regretful purchase. That that is one. <laughs> the resin tooth. Yeah, like what the hell am I going to do with that? Yeah, but you know what's doing? <laughs> what you know? We're looking at Rally Road. You know the the app Rally Road. We're looking at. What are the most successful things that uh, you could you could have put your money in from the IPOs? Were the NFTs? You know, I yeah, at- I, I noticed I noticed that they're doing a lot of NFTs now, right? I guess because that's like, what yeah, the is. thing is, yeah, which is kind of interesting, which is kind of crazy. A lot of the Ape series is on there, and the cyber, the the, the CryptoPunk, yeah. you know, that stuff that that's in there. I mean, it does make it accessible because. There's not many people in this world that want to spend 100 ETH on a bored ape, you know, or like 80 to 90 ETH on a CryptoPunk. Right. You know, that's making it accessible, I think, is is really interesting. And in the way they do it after the IPO where everybody can buy as many shares as they want. Now, if you really want to be a bigger player but not have to buy the whole thing, you still get the percentage gain. So it's an interesting way for, again, to keep people within that market. Um, you know, F is behind most of that stuff, right? As far as like how the how the thing is transferred and how you pay for it. So there's, I mean, this is what Mark Cuban was, you know, talking about. I think just the other day I saw an article about him talking about crypto, and he's been pumping F over Bitcoin for a while now because he's been arguing because of the utility. It has so much use um, right. on the blockchain, and there's so much is done on the Ethereum blockchain. And, you know, going back to your point about the DeFi thing, don't you think at some point in time there's just too many players doing the same thing? Uh, I mean, there's definitely too many players. I, there's a lot of projects that are doing innovative things. Whether those innovative things are things that are going to win out in the long run or, or get adoption in the long run, that's the biggest question to me. I mean, there's a lot of projects that are doing different things. 
There's some similar ones, and but there's a lot that aren't. Mm-hmm. They're all to me. They're all little experiments, and you know who knows which one is gonna you know be the one that wins out. But there, I mean, there's new there's new things popping up every day. Right. I mean, when you yeah. think about it's like the death of the dot coms, right? Some certain dot coms just never made it. Yeah. Look, like pets dot com or whatever, right? Like, right. you know, now you can go online and buy pet stuff or whatever, and Maybe yeah. it's part of a bigger, bigger site like Amazon, or maybe it is like Petco and things like that. But at the time, it just was just the timing wasn't there. Well, the timing wasn't there, and it, but it set the stage for for who is successful in that space right now, which is Chewy, right? Chewy.com has benefited from. I mean, we, from from the failures of the past, and I look at these when I watch these the pricing for all these DeFi coins. Like we we talked a lot about Ave and Compound and those type of things in early 2020. Um, those prices have never recovered from that crash in May, and I don't, I don't yeah. feel like they're going to. Uh, it just seems like the, it feels like even though there's utility, it just feels like it's kind of dead money, or very, yeah. Or you play these short pops and you got to sell the rips. I think right now everyone is playing in a lot of the hype around the metaverse, around NFTs. It's more chasing the next, the next, you know, thing. shiny thing. Yeah. Right. Whereas you know a lot of these DeFi protocols, even though they're not sexy right now, you know there is real revenue behind it, and eventually it's going to go back to that, right? Like eventually you're going to have to have something that's actually generating revenue as opposed to the new shiny object. Correct. Um, that's not where we are right now. No, we're still like. very much in the spec stage, and in in some ways they just lost their sex appeal. You know those De- those yeah. DeFi's they 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 just did. Um, but in the end, they're still the life's blood of a lot of things that's happening in crypto because of the staking and because of the loans and because of you know people using that leverage to to buy more uh to buy more ads or buy more BTC or whatever it is they're they're interested in. Um it's fascinating though to watch all that because I feel like some some of those DeFi's will probably have their day again once F and Bitcoin start running, because people will just play the trade. Um I, you know, I don't think they're just going to be, you know, kind of dead money here. You know, at at about three thousand right now, as we start the recording, a little bit under, and Bitcoin around forty. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the biggest overhang for everything, not only crypto but equities as well, is just the the macro environment, right? You have the Fed raising rates this year. Mm-hmm. You know, like the market's predicting, I think, like six, seven, eight. Times this year, so potentially two solid points is what they're talking about when it's yeah. all said and done. But, but the you market know, the, is saying, the market is panicking, right? There's six, seven, eight. Then you have the threat of this war with Russia and Ukraine, and it's just overall, it's it's just an overhang over the market right now, and it, it affects crypto too. Yeah, you know, we were talking a little bit earlier uh, before we started the show here about that, you know, about Russia and what's yeah. happening with inflation and what's happening with rate hikes. And, you know, you have the investment banks like Bank of America coming out and talking about how, you know, be care, beware. They're wary, of the, they're wary about the economy because they don't trust the Fed. They don't trust that the Fed can steer us and navigate us through this inflation spike uh, well. And they might damage Wait, the, the economy. The, but I, The I, banks said that? Yeah. Bank of America, yeah, Bank of America came out and kind of said they're a little cautious right now because of that. They don't really, they're not, they're not really sure that the Fed will do what they need to do properly with, wow. with the right expedients. 
And so, you know, you hear these kind of things come out, but I feel like these are the signs of the bottom of the dip because at some point in time, it's kind of like, yes, yes, we're a little behind on inflation, but guess what? No matter what interest rates are, we would have some of these inflated prices already because there still is major supply supply chain issues. There's supply chain issues, yeah. Going around the world. And we just waited six months for a car that we just picked up this afternoon. You know, and I, yeah. and I talked to the car salesman and I asked him a pretty frank question because I have this this thing personality-wise where I don't care. I'm just going to ask people questions and they don't have to answer. Yeah, we, we, we noticed that, yeah. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> um, no. I, I'm curious. So like, fuck, you know, if you don't want to answer, it's cool. We don't need to engage in conversation, but I'm just curious. <laughs> So I asked him, I said, man, like, how do you, how do you survive? Because like, because you, you don't get your commission until the car is delivered because you guys, they don't take the full sum of money until the car is on the lot. Right. So we, we put a, a few thousand deposit to order the car. That's it. Right. So they don't get paid out of that. So these guys, they're not, they're not getting their commissions until these cars show up. And like I said, I waited almost six months for the car. We were not in a yeah. huge rush for the car, so it didn't matter. But there are people that, you know, they get totaled, you know, in a car accident. They need a new car, and they can't buy one. Yeah, yeah. Or at least ends. Or at least ends or, yeah, those kind of things. And then you're forced to buy a used car at new car prices or pay a lot of money for a car you really don't want, but you're going to buy because it's the only thing available. Yeah. So, I mean... I don't think that has a whole ton to do with interest rates. Uh, that, that has a lot to do with the pandemic and working through the pandemic still, uh, in, how the pandemic affected supply chains and, you know, where semiconductors went, you know, the manufacturing went to, you know, went to the hardware for other tech things like servers and laptops and smartphones and everything else. You know, they just, they, they skipped the, the cars and appliances in the cycle. Yeah. Now it's almost tax time. It's almost tax time. Ugh. Yeah. We'll see, right? And that, that's one more stress <laughs> on the market, right? Because it was a good market in 2021, both in crypto and the stock market. And when you couple that with the market coming down, some people might have to pull some money out of their equities to pay their tax bill or out of crypto to pay their tax bill. And it's not elevated. You know, it might not, it might have kept the money invested. And it might make them have to dump some things just just to get the money to pay their bill. Yeah, no, I think that, that there'll definitely be some of that. Uh, I was just thinking about <laughs> how the how the hell we're gonna do the calculations for like all of this DeFi stuff. Well, <sighs> I guess the only thing about that is if we if there were ever a time to prove the worthiness and the reliability of blockchain. This is the time, right? Because if you prove you can track every transaction through the blockchain, shouldn't there be some tax software or some some tax app that someone puts together? Oh yeah, but that see, can read the, the, it for you and and just and just decipher it all out. And there and there are, and that's how that's how a lot of these solutions work. Uh, the challenge is when you have a lot of things that you're you're like staking, you're providing liquidity, you know, like. Whether it's V2, Uniswap or SushiSwap or whatever, or, and V3 where you're getting NFTs back. Like, how do you calculate the gains on those things? Um, because there's impermanent loss, right? Uh, where the value of what you deposited can go up and down. Mm-hmm. And the number that you have can go up and down. You go across, you move things across chain over bridges. You have to go to other chains 
to get the information. Mm-hmm. Like you put them in different apps where you take out loans. So it's this whole mess that I've created for myself. I was going to say. <laughs> There's no – and the problem with blockchain too is that to really report accurately, you have to go back to every transaction from the beginning of time that you did or else it's not going to be accurate. And that's what these apps do. Yep. But it's very uh, it's very confusing, very tedious. And there's like – there's – almost no way <laughs> like yeah i mean for if I, if I if i had problems before when i was just using exchanges i'm definitely gonna have problems now <laughs> and so is everybody else that's why like in, i'm in a chat group with a, a bunch of people that are you know in the in the space and you know a lot of times we're just kind of laughing because it's almost like you got to do it the best that you can and <laughs> i mean that's that's all you can do it's true yeah. That's the price you pay for being on the bleeding edge, man. I mean, it is. I mean, I remember when, you know, trading on the internet, you know, with E-Trade and Daytech back then, which is now TD Ameritrade. Um, I remember them, their, their 1099s were terrible for like the yeah. first five or six years that, you know, because the, the thing that's really challenging about the tax work and the tax records is that, if there's one number that's wrong when the IRS scans a spreadsheet you produce versus what you record into your taxes as your as your backup data, if there's one number that's wrong, that's gonna put a red flag on your on your return. Yeah. Like one number. Like it doesn't matter which decimal point it is, doesn't matter which place it is. If there's one number because they use computers to scan these things, like it, it'll trigger it'll trigger a card. Yeah. Yep. Oh, not looking forward to that. Be interesting to see where we go from here, right? Yeah, it'll be really interesting. Have, have you been following the NFT space at all? A little bit because what we have, what I have invested in, in uh, WorldCoin WRLD. Yeah. Because By the way, it's 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 forty cents right now. It is. Yeah. You want to talk about divergence, though, right? That's at forty cents, while everything else is kind of meandering, flat or down. Yeah, yep. Right. So, so I'm talking about this coin that Royce Royce turned me on to, and he turned it on to me at at twenty cents, and I kind of him and hawed, and then the market crashed and it went down to nine cents. So I said, let's yeah. take a shot. Let's take a shot now. But it's fascinating. I, I feel like so because we've done well on that. I've done well on that trade. I've been thinking, okay. How do I spin out of this trade? Do I sell NFT world and then maybe get into an actual NFT or do I use the proceeds to buy land? Like it's appealing to buy try, the land. To, is it appealing to try one of the two? Buy the land. Yeah, but so <laughs> you were but you were saying the floor in NFT worlds is what? About 2F right now? No, dude, it's like 7 It's up to 10F. It's like 10F now. And that's the floor. I it mean, might you, be, yeah. that's right. It might that's actually right. be more than that. You were talking about seven F, and that was last week when you told me it was seven F. Last probably, week. yeah. It's 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 been moving on up. And then this world coin, you're you're saying that these world coins in NFT worlds are oh. the currency you would use, right? <laughs> the floor is twelve point nine three F right Jeez now. Jeez Louise, yeah. So I'm priced out of that market. 
So, you know, I might, I might have you help me go searching and I might start looking for other places where I can buy a piece of land somewhere. But, but it's, it's hard, right? Because just like the DeFi, the DeFi uh, things we were talking about, who's to say every single metaverse is going to do well? No, yeah. I mean, that's probably not going to be the case, right? You might have one one NFT project that does really well and the others have, you know, much smaller market share because like at the end of the day, the, the way that I view it is that it's a, it's a community play, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, a, it's like you, you play for the social aspect. Right. And if a bunch of your friends are on one of these things, you're going to go where a bunch of your friends are. It's a network effects. It's like Facebook. You're sure. on Facebook because a bunch of your friends are there. You know, yeah, I mean, to your point but, about that, though, this is why uh, even though Meta or AKA Facebook is taking their lumps, as long as they as long as they develop their land well and their system ecosystem well, how is how does Meta just not kill it in this space? Because they have all these users. Oh, it's going to be interesting, dude. So I recently actually just picked up an Oculus. Oh, nice. The for, Quest those of you, for those of you that can't see it, you should see the smile on Royce's face. It's uh it's a, it's a, it's the Quest Two from Oculus, right? It's uh, one of those virtual reality headsets, uh, and I've actually had one one of these before. Uh, it's it's a lot more powerful now, mm-hmm. uh, and the graphics are a lot better. Right. But the biggest difference between then and this was I'm talking about like four or five years ago, and now are the apps that they have. And the yes. social aspect. So, like, yeah. we were playing the other day poker. I mean, right. poker and blackjack in, like, this, you know, virtual world. Like, it, I think it was supposed to be, like, uh, Macau or something. Right. And it was me. It was Ken. It was, you know, there were other random people from all over the world in there. Yep. And you're sitting next to them, like, on, on a table. Right. Like, you have your, you know, you have your hands, like, whatever. You can talk. Right. You can, like, pick. You can pick up like a bottle of a drink, like and drink it. it. Yeah, you can you can pick up a cigarette. You can light it, smoke it. You know, and you're talking with all these people that are from all over the world, and it's just like being in Vegas. But you're Except not you're in there in virtual, and you're not playing with real money, right? You're not playing with real money, but you get you get a yeah. bunch of chips that they give you at the beginning. <laughs> but it's the social aspect. Yep. Is dude, you gotta you gotta get one, man. You gotta you gotta try it out. I mean, I mean that's not, cool. I mean that sounds so cool, right? I mean, so yeah. everyone sitting around you, they just look like avatars of themselves, or th- those kind of things. They choose a, do they choose a persona? You know, when you're sitting at yeah. the table, you're you're looking at what you're looking at. It's like it's like it's almost like a, a you know, remember the Nintendo Wii, right? When you had your little me guy, yeah. Except it's much more human like than cartoonish. Um. But yeah, you can you can give yourself hats. You can give yourself like a T-shirt or whatever you want. You can you can right. dress yourself up however you want to. And that's where the uh. shopping malls come in, right? Those fashion centers. Remember when we were talking about uh, tokens.com and the lands that they're developing in Decentraland, yeah. right? They they want to create a fashion mall. So I guess that's where yeah. you want to take your character to go buy clothes. So you look oh, a yeah. certain way, right? Yeah, that's and I'm pretty sure you can do that. I'm pretty sure you can do that through there now, yeah. but. Uh, it's it's really cool. Actually, did, did you ever see the uh, the PS3 uh, PlayStation Home app Mm-mm. back in no. the day? So no. the PlayStation Home app was supposed to be like this metaverse where like you went in there 
and you could interact with other people. Uh, the idea was that from there you were going to be able to go and launch other games and stuff, right? It never really got to that, but it was like this whole other world, like like Second Life or any one of the other like game, like Sims. You could talk to other people and interact with them, and the people looked realistic, and that's kind of what this this app was. But you know what? The, the most interesting thing I think about what's happening with this whole virtual reality and metaverse stuff is that if you go into these games and into like these virtual reality chat rooms, it's all kids. Yeah. Like 90% of it is kids. But what Facebook is doing, what meta is doing right now is they're creating the social world that these kids growing up now are going to hang out in. That's what the, to me. That's what they're playing. Uh, how's that any different than than Facebook or Instagram and everything? What it was now, we're well, not just gonna hang out on a page together. We're literally gonna like hang out. You know, remember the evolution of this is like five teenagers sitting in a room texting each other, like they're texting each other, sitting yeah. in the same room. So at some point in time, this all grows into what it's become now, or potentially what it might be, which is exactly like you said. A place to hang out. Like, what's what's stopping at some point in time the potential ability to watch full length feature films through the? Oh, you can do that. You can do that already. Right. You can watch, do that already. Watch in, with your friend. I could watch a movie Oculus. with you. Yeah. I could. Yeah. I could be in the metaverse watching a movie with you. Yep, and it'd be like you're right there. Like your right. tricks, your mind. You got to you got to try it out, dude. But your your mind gets tricked into this alternate reality and you have those sensations and that's weird. You have those conversations. Like it's like you're there, but you're not obviously. Like, but do you have to, very, like, very, but in order to get that sensation, do you have to like buy in? Like, do you have to like convince yourself to start no. or do you just get pulled no. in? You, you, you get, because everything that you sense is it, like through your eyes and, so you know, through what you're, you know, what you're doing with your hands, like your brain just gets, like used to or like assimilated into this world. Okay. I I hear you. It's hard to explain unless you No, I hear experience you. Yourself. Yeah. So the, I think the challenge we're going to have with this stuff same way where we had the challenges with social media is going to be mental health. Oh yeah, for sure. There there's already um I f- I forget where I was reading about this, but uh in one of the chat rooms there was this uh basically some kid that was like dancing provocatively and this other guy that had like a, you know, more like kitty uh, avatar right. was, was sitting there and like this, that stuff that they're going to need to figure out how to. Oh yeah. I mean, how to, how, how to stop and prevent, predators. right? So you're looking at, you're looking at sexual yeah. predators and all these other things that, you know, when you said everyone in there is kids, my alarm bells goes off. Like, like, Oh my God. Like, what yeah. stops a pedophile from going in there just to hang out with the kids? And, you know, who knows what, right? I mean. Yeah, who knows what? I mean. Who knows what? I think, I think like, any technology, though, like, if you, like, I don't know if you remember, like, the early internet. But, you know, back when we were on there, you know, with, like, you know, Prodigy and CompuServe and all right. those old right. things, right? Um, it was really cool because for those early adopters, you could talk to people all over the world that you could never could before. And it was, I think with early adopters, there's a certain mindset. And once you start getting more into the mainstream, 
that's when you start, you know, things start changing and you start getting, you know, the, the rest of society, which is, ends up being like the, the 1% that are a little bit, you know, crazy. Right. Uh, and I think that virtual reality might be okay or the metaverse might be okay right now, but you know, once it gets to the mainstream, you're going to have that 1% that come in that are going to be right. I mean, look, you, you get the trouble, you get the trouble all over the internet with those things. That's why you need things like parental controls and you're going to have to figure that. They're going to have to figure all that stuff out. Yeah. They're going to have to figure it out. Um, um, but it's still way, way early. None of that way early. And, you know, for everyone that thinks back in the day, like, man, if I only invested in the internet and if I only knew what was going to happen, I would have bought so much more. But I, I think the caution I would throw at that person that thinks that way is remember that so many of these companies failed. Uh, and Amazon was on the brink on as far as stock prices go at some point in time. Amazon had massive sell, sell-offs within between 2000 and 2010 where you had a chance to get into Amazon at under $20. So you had so many chances to jump in if you really believed, you know, these things were going to happen. But that perspective is important. I mean, look at crypto. Look at, look at when I got in. You know, I got in three years after you and I talked about it at the same, almost the same price that it was that we talked about it. We yeah. started talking about it when it was creeping around 400 something at Ethereum. And, th- you know, three years later, here, here we were. Oh, four something. I guess I'll jump in. Let's see what this yeah. is like. You know, so you get your chances. <laughs> I forgot it was four something. You're crazy, right? Yep. When I mean, was that? 20? When we were talking at Dave and Buster's, it was peaking in that four, 500 range way back. This yeah. was. Like this is before the crash, right? Before the crash in eighteen, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Before the crash in eighteen. So, I mean, I, I, my, my concept of years right now is so screwed up because of COVID. It's so weird. What I think was three years ago is five years ago. Yeah, and it's been two years with COVID. It so. is, but I think we see the light. I think things are getting better. I think things are happening. Omicron and fading mm-hmm. away and. You know, it's starting to look more and more like it's heading towards it being endemic. And we talked about this a while back that when we get to this point sometime around this time of year, you know, so it's it's promising to see that it's heading that way. And people are out doing things and um, you were out doing things last weekend. Let's talk about you at the Super Bowl, man. I was trying to live vicariously through you, dude. Yeah, it, it was a it was a it was a fun experience. Um, I've never been to a Super Bowl before, so. Uh, just the 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 tailgating that was there, you know the people. It was just it was just an event. It was hot. <laughs> it was it was it was hot for February in LA. Um, but it, it was a great game. I mean, it, it was Rams right at home. First Super Bowl in LA since what ninety three, I think. Mm-hmm. First Super Bowl in SoFi. You got Dr. Dre, Snoop, the halftime show, Mary J. Blige. You know, it was just it was just the perfect confluence of, of things that just had to go. <laughs> I mean, it was down the street from your house. Like literally down the street from where <laughs> you live. And I remember you telling me this, like back in November, like you're like, dude, the, inter- the, the Super Bowl is literally down the street. How could I not go? Yeah. You know? And, and then, so you went the route of paying for a pretty decent seat, but also this, this, uh, 
pregame tailgate party. Try to paint the picture for us. What was happening at this tailgate party? Like, what were people doing? What, how were they dressed? What, you know, what were you guys drinking, eating, and all that stuff? Gosh, I mean, everyone was either in their Rams gear or their Bengals gear. They tried to separate them, like both of the groups. But you know, when you're trying to find a seat indoors, I mean, under the tent at least, where you can't get too hot, uh, everyone was mixed up. So it was, you know, a bunch of people just, you know, they, when they go walk up to the bar, you know, they'd be like chanting, like. If you're from Cincinnati or you're a Bengals fan, you're like, who day, who day, right? Yeah. People would be yelling. And then if you're you're a Rams fan, people would be yelling like, whose house? Rams house. Yeah, the Everybody Rams be, house thing. I can't get on board with it, like, man. I, the Rams. How, what do you think about the Rams house thing? How, how many what? what? What do I think about it? Yeah, I don't know. It, it is it is what it is, man. It is, but it's just kind of one of those things. that <laughs> like when Kroenke went up and hey, accepted if you, the, the, if you if you If you saw the... Like 1980s video that they put together, that Ramit thing. I don't know if you've ever seen that. Trust me, Ram's house is way it's better. better. <laughs> it's totally cool. Yeah, you gotta watch it. I'll, I'll show it to you, man. The first so, time I saw so that, wait. Uh, so that was their come. There was that was their kind of pushback against the Bears Super Bowl shuffle because there were about five teams that did know, videos after the after the Super Bowl shuffle thing happened. I don't remember when that video came out. Um, but it was probably around that time. I think because I think I may have seen part of it. Like Dickerson was in it, <laughs> oh, right? I think so. Yeah, I think so. I think I remember I seeing the it. thing is the thing is so hilarious, and the song is you, you got to see it. Just Google it on YouTube. Google. If anyone wants to see it, and you guys are listening, Google it on YouTube. Los Angeles Rams and a Ram it. Ram it. <laughs> Just yeah, just don't be do not just search Ramit. You're gonna get yeah, two things. <laughs> that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother ball game right there. <laughs> but on YouTube, it might be okay because they don't have that stuff, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, you know, I was talking to this one guy that he brought his entire family from Cincinnati to the game. And they're they're a little sad at the end, I think, but uh, hopefully it was a good experience. Was there a post game party? Was there a post game party? No, there were post game like (laughs) I'm not going to say riots, but definitely celebrations that got rowdy. Sure, (laughs) stuff for you know how LA does it. Yeah, I mean, in the end, no food was good. Oh, the food was good. Uh, It was catered by Wolfgang Puck. Yeah, you had your usual burgers, dogs. Uh, they had chili, wings. What else did they have? They had, like, some L.A. stuff, too, from, like, the uh, the market. So they had, like, some vegetable stuff and things like that. Pork sliders that was actually not a slider. <laughs> when I hear pork slider, I thought it was something small. It was basically yeah. just yeah. You think entire, entire you, burger bun with, like, yeah. Yeah, you think, you think like, pork on it. You think something as small as a queen, uh, a king's Hawaiian sweetbread roll, you know, something yeah. small like that, right? Yeah. It was not. It, it was a burger bun with nice. pulled pork in it. Lighter. It was, pulled it was pork huge. burger. We just call it a pulled it was, pork yeah, burger. Yeah, that's basically, yeah. But they called it the slider. Anything uh, stand and, out, though? I mean, it's Wolfgang Puck. Did, did, did any any kind of food he made? Did, did they get, I mean, he didn't make it himself, but, you know, it, did, did, they, did they bring anything that was really that good? I mean... I know how much you paid for this thing, so I'm like, dude, they better have some good stuff in there. Oh, they had they had tacos too as well. Like, I mean, it was all it was it was like better bar food, I guess is maybe the best way to explain it. Yeah, 
like next level bar food, I guess. I guess. But you know, they they had open bar. You know, they had place where you could throw the football. Uh, they had this huge area for for music, and there was a dance floor or like a dance field, I should say. Oh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, that was just the the pregame, and then you go in and. You know, you got that crazy halftime show. Unfortunately, I couldn't see it from where we were sitting because we were seeing like basically the back of the the stage. Uh huh. And it's so far that it's hard to you know tell who's what. But right. the music was the music was great. Everyone was was hyped about the music and yeah, uh, it was good. I mean, it's L.A. That was L.A. Dr. Dre, Snoop, all those guys like hip hop. You know that's L.A. There's there's nothing more L.A. than that in terms of music. The only thing that could have made that show possibly better was if they found some way to have Ice Cube kind of pop up in there, man. Too bad that would be right. Yeah, that would be like yeah. Think like if Cube showed up, like that would have been a good addition. Uh, I, I was I was surprised by Fifty Cent. I didn't think I didn't know he you was mean one dollar. Good lord, <laughs> he's he's bulked up a little bit. <laughs> he's bulked. Um, <laughs> but you know that <laughs> it's gonna happens to all of us, dude. Yes, sir. You are looking. <laughs> I I found my college ID. I found my UPS ID. I was like, holy crap, that's a lot of lbs ago. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's oh, yeah. that's about I know. that's about thirty lbs ago, <laughs> dude. I was so I had posted a, a photo and uh, remember Janine last name uh, Nicholas. She is like the. Um, Oh, maybe she left before you got there, actually. Okay. Um, or no, she she was there maybe for the first year that you were there, I think. Okay. She was there, and she left after that. But uh, she sent a picture, or she posted a, a photo of, like, me, Micah, Lance, and her in our dorm room. Okay. And I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God, we look so young. <laughs> what are you talking just about? I look yeah. the same, Roycey. It's just I'm 30 like, LBs. I look the same. Like, I don't even look the same, man. I'm like, who is that guy? <laughs> Father Time, man. Undefeated. Um, Undefeated. Undefeated. Except for in the metaverse. You know? You never know. <laughs> yeah. We're going to put like old pictures of ourselves as our faces. We'll be like 20-year-old yeah. like selves, man. I think that's what I'm going to have to do. <laughs> create your avatar build your avatar yeah five bucks to uh, five five bucks to upload your picture <laughs> yeah so many ways to monetize that thing <laughs> anyway so the, the game right um there were hardly any uh hardly any penalties right until the last minute yeah i wasn't able to see up close it's a no any call of those it should be a no call that right? that play that play should have been a no call. Um, yes, they missed the face mask that happened with between Jalen Ramsey and T Higgins. Yeah, uh, but it's funny, right? I mean, they're hand fighting for that ball, and you know, yes, his face ends up being there. It's a penalty, no doubt. I mean, it's because of the position of the the ref that he can't see it. But that play with Logan Wilson with Cooper Cup, I mean, it, that was a killer play. That was a killer. That. That was a great play, and they took it away that, from him. They, yeah. they they took that, and you know, look, I'm not going to say that the Bengals, you know, th- just because of that, the Bengals lost. Bengals had plenty of chances to to make some other plays, and 
but you that's such a critical play there where you're like you're third and ten you're third and ten essentially yeah knock the ball down it's fourth and ten do we get yep. a Stafford crazy Stafford throw at that point where he throws a pick you know the does Hendrickson and Hubbard find a way to get Stafford on a sack who knows we'll never know right but yep. Yep. I feel like if you've swallowed your whistle the whole game like that you keep swallowing you your whistle. Play. Yeah, you got to let him play, yeah. You got to let him play. Yeah, I thought so too. I mean, he, like the the face mask on Ramsey that wasn't called, I mean, like by the letter by the letter of the, the, the law, yeah, it was a face mask. Yeah, it was a penalty. By the spirit, eh, I don't maybe. think he was I don't think he was doing it on purpose. I mean, I don't uh, think to me it was it was like incidental. Because they're fighting for position and they're hand fighting so much. And then Ramsey got turned around, and his hand just so happened ended up on his face mask. And then he's yeah. running for, and he's ripping for the ball, so he's going to pull his head. So yeah, I mean, hey, but the ref should have caught it. There's no doubt. But there's no, there's no, there's no way to know what would have happened on that drive if that were called. We don't know, right? There's so many unknowns. Like Tyler Boyd doesn't drop that third down catch that probably was going to be the first down. Yeah. You know, before yeah. the Niners win, you know, what essentially became their game winning drive. Tyler Boyd doesn't drop yep. that ball. The Bengals might hold the ball for the whole game, the rest of the game at that point, because the Bengals are actually running the ball pretty decently. No, they're 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 moving the ball pretty decent. They like, ran better like, than the Rams ball. did. Yeah, no, the Rams running game was awful. It was terrible. It was it was bad. Yeah, I I don't I don't know why they like I don't I still don't understand why they put Cam Akers back as their number one running back after. They've been playing basically the entire season with Sony Michelle and, and Henderson. Uh, yeah, Henderson, yeah. And Henderson Why? made like Henderson made a couple of really good plays and he was fresh. He yes. Yeah, he I, was I, fresh. I, don't, I don't get that. But to me that that's that's like that was just a bad decision, I think. Yeah, I mean but, Sony uh, Michelle has the experience in the Super Bowl also. He's won a Super Bowl. He and he played yeah. a lot in that Super Bowl with the he was, he was and he was productive too he at the end of the season. Very productive. When he when he had to be. So yeah, I don't know, but uh, during the game, like when you're not watching on TV, when you're in the stadium, like I didn't know that OBJ was gone till like probably middle of the third quarter. Yeah, like just noticing that he wasn't on the field, it's like what happened to him? Oh, he got hurt. It was automatic. And you know, yeah, I hear people talking about this turf, okay, and I, I hear that you know they're using his opportunity to blame turf. What I'll say is this. I'll say when you look back at OBJ's injury history, and this is me putting on my athletic trainer hat, his laundry list of injuries over the last few years are really long. And when you look at what he was trying to do, which was turn back to catch a ball, when your hip is turned in that position, even though it doesn't look like his knee is caving in, his hip is internally rotated by virtue of turning his body the way he did, yeah, that yeah. was putting the force already on that knee, on that surgically repaired knee. So, yeah. you know, hey, there's this thing with ACLs because of Jerry Rice, because of Adrian Peterson especially. People think you can just pop back in a short amount of time, and it's fine. You know, In pediatrics, right now the studies are showing that we have to try to keep these kids off the field from playing for a year. Because when you do that, oh, the, it, chan- it, the chances of re-injury go down a high amount. Now, you right. so violate I, that year, you know, you violate that year, seven, eight months, nine months, they look good. 
but yeah. the chances of them re-injuring are pretty high. And what are those numbers like for adults? But really, we're not talking just an adult here. We're talking about an elite athlete with the amount of speed and force he can put through his body. Oh, it's, it's, it's tremendous, right? It changes it. That I'm not sure, as good as we got with rehab and surgeries at ACLs, that these guys, these guys might it might behoove them to stay out a little bit longer. But it's hard. It's money, yeah. it's salaries, it's everything else. All these other things come yeah. to play. That's why I've stayed out 20 years since I tore my Oh, 100%. I mean, I think <laughs> I think after ACL surgery, put 20 pounds on. And you know what, you want? <laughs> it, You change your game to the point where you're not going to hurt yourself because you're just going to stand still. <laughs> yeah. Right? No, I just stand the outside now. Yeah. I mean, you stand there, shoot three. You're going to hit the softball, <laughs> but you're going to jog to first. No matter how far the thing goes, no, not even John. You know, I mean, you're not even you're not even trying for two. Like, you're not even making the turn to come around first. You're just running straight down the first baseline like it's a ground ball. That's all you're doing. That's all. That is all. You know, you always remember you can run past first. The only base you can do that. You know. Yep. Poor OBJ, man. Ah, look, he got his ring. He was a vital part of this Rams team. He was a lot more productive than a lot of people thought he was going to be coming over. You know, I guess it really was uh, Cleveland, dude. Well, but yeah, but I mean, remember, he, he would have had. This guy's a- good when things are good. When things go bad, he's shown to not be maybe the greatest person to have on your team when things go bad. Yeah, but you know what? Surrounded with the right people, he had an opportunity here and he took advantage of it. Yeah, he did, and he won. It's great. It was great. And we'll see if they keep him there. I mean, that's going to – you want to know the real sign, right? Will they keep yeah. him around? Because he's gone for a year. Especially now, yeah. Yeah, he's gone for a year. Isn't his contract up this year too? Yeah. Yep. Man, I remember he got, all paid in, he got all paid in Bitcoin, remember? So he needs that. He needs that thing to go up. <laughs> he, he might have just lost. He, he, needs to get, he needs to get 100000 He needs that thing to climb back to 100000 by the end of this year. You better put on some laser eyes. <laughs> so, but crazy stuff, man. That's so cool that you got to go. Um, we're gonna we're gonna do that one day where you and I are gonna go. And like, if you and I don't go to Super Bowl, you and I will have to go to Vegas for a Super Bowl one day. Hey, next right? year is Arizona. Is it? Is Arizona? Hey, we can stay at Bumble's house. Thing. <laughs> we we can stay at Bumble's house and then go from there. We'll see what happens. See who's in it. Who cares? Maybe, maybe, maybe Chicago yeah. will make it. Oh, oh cut. Stop. Stop. <laughs> That's like me saying the Giants are going to make it. Like, come on. Stop. Hey, man. Justin Fields, dude. No. He's going to make the leap. Stop. He's going to make the leap. Stop. Not happening. Didn't they hire a defensive coach? Yeah, give me – give me. you know what? You got to stick to what you're good at. <laughs> Didn't they hire a defensive coach? <laughs> I don't know how many defensive coaches are going to like develop a quarterback. <laughs> All he has to do is hand off, dude, and throw every once in a while. Hey, David Montgomery. David Montgomery got like one more year with this kind of workload, man. He ain't going to last. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's not. He, he's not going to last. He's not going to last. But <laughs> ride him while you can. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? I don't know the what you're Chicago talking boy. about anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, anyway. But yeah, man. That's that's pretty great. I mean, excited for this off season actually because things will be kind of funky in football in this off season. There's so much. There's probably be a lot of movement with quarterbacks, so that'll be fun. NFL has NFL does a great job, man. Only the calendar. Is there a yep. month that we don't talk about NFL football? Like I don't think there is a month in the calendar anymore. 
Mm, not yeah, not really. It's, it's only three months basically till camp opens, right in August. Right. So you know well, what's interesting about this year too is that we might not have baseball. No, we will. It'll just be late. They'll figure Maybe. it out. Yeah. Hey, these guys they want. They everybody can't. wants to get paid. They can't afford to go through a lockout like they did back in what ninety eight was it? Ninety seven. You know, you talk about the was it not the Matt Williams year? Yes, it was when Matt Williams was going to yeah. break Roger Maris's record. Yeah, he was on pace for he whatever. Was crush it! He was he was going to hit. He was going to get Hack Wilson's RBI record, and he was going to get Roger Maris's single season home run record at the same time. He was on fire. He was on fire, but yeah, the likelihood though. That was a good lineup. Never- but that was Never a good lineup, right? That was he was well protected. Oh, it was great. It was a great lineup. Yeah, Will Clark, great- you know, Will Clark batting in three spot really protected him, you know, in those moments too. Yeah, and Bonds, U.S. Bonds was Bonds there already? He was. He was there. He was. Already. He went there in '92, I think it was. No, that guy's Hall of Fame, man. '94, huh? I think it's '94. He went. No, because the last year he played with the Pirates was either '91 or '92. '92. Yeah. Because they went to the National League Championship three straight years, I think. Two straight years, three straight years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they, they lost every time. Well, you know. But you know what? A San Francisco Giant fan, they can, they can ride. They can ride, you know. The last three the last, World Championships. Geez. That mm-hmm. was. That, that's what still, a, un, I still think it's a very underrated run. You that know, blows my mind. When it comes down to historic, historically speaking, for baseball, you don't, you don't, they don't talk a whole ton about. I don't think they talk enough about it. I should say about the run that, that was, they had. Yeah, that was amazing. Tim Lincecum, man. Tim Lincecum, for three years, one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. 1990, only- 1993 is when uh, Barry Bonds went to San Francisco. Yeah, so 92 must have been the last year they made the NLCS with the Pirates. Yep. And... yep. Is that the back. one that went to Game 7 with Sid Bream? No, Sid Bream was before that. Sid Bream was – because Sid Bream was when – Sid Bream was like the first – Sid Bream was like the first run, the first run the Braves had. And then the Francisco Cabrera one was the the second time they beat the – to beat the Pirates. Very frankly, yeah, that was, 90, that was, that was 92. Little, no, it was Francisco Cabrera. Francisco Cabrera right? was in 92. Uh, and, but of Sid Bream was, was that off Drabic at the end? No. Was that, no. I think that was off like Stan Belinda or something. How was that? Oh, yeah. Fast. yeah. Holy shit. No, I'm going to fast <laughs> check this one. Dude, I, that just came off the top of the head. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fast check this one now. That sounds sound right. I think he was on the team. Francisco right. Cabrera. I mean, definitely the highlight of. Francisco Cabrera's career. What a time. I mean, this was when TBS only played Braves games back then still. Remember that? Yeah. It's Stan Belinda. Here wow, comes dude, Sid that was Bream. A- Sid Bream rounding third, lumbering. Dave Justice cheering him on. It's amazing. Back, back, in, those, back in those days, everything was taped delayed in Hawaii. So I wasn't able to watch the game until, what, when it would start, like seven o'clock. Yeah, 5 o'clock. remember they wouldn't they wouldn't show those games until like uh, seven o'clock at night, and it was already yeah. Prime, but we yep. didn't have the internet, right? Nothing, nothing to know what was going on. Just don't watch Sports Center, like just yep. don't no. turn ESPN on. 
Yeah, I was gonna I was gonna watch it and then my friend called me up and he was like, Hey, the pirates lost. I was like, Oh, you say thanks, man. You son of a gun, dude. I mean, setting my VCR, you know, close your eyes time when it came to like the sports <laughs> remember the sports broad the sports news broadcast in every station, Monday night football. Okay, it's close your eyes time. We're gonna show the final score of the Monday yep. night football game because yep. they showed they didn't they didn't show it till after the news was over. Yeah, that's why I had uh, like Prodigy or CompuServe because that was the only way to get baseball box scores the day of the game, or else you have to wait for the USA Today the next day. Amazing! I loved watching. I love I love reading box scores, man, on a newspaper. Now, now you're Before dating us. So, Royce, that was a that was a good little recap of what's been going on in the crypto market, and glad to hear you getting out in, into civilization. Uh, I got a trip planned. I'm going to go to Seattle after you come here. Um, oh, nice. In March. So it'll be good. It'll be great seeing you. We can, we're going to game plan a little bit more what we're going to do with this podcast. What do you yep. think? I think that's a good idea. Right. I got he's all... A, the man of few words. I got all the new equipment now to, to make it happen. Ah, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, because what are we talking about? We're talking about apparel. We're talking, you know, we're, we're probably going to... We made a pair of self. That's right. I should, I should have been wearing my hat, dude. I don't know why nah, I didn't. That's okay. They can't see you. Maybe one day we'll do live, but I don't know, man. I don't think anybody needs to see any of this. You know, we could do it on video one day. We start posting to YouTube or not? YouTube channel, huh? Not, we're, I, we're, we're, we're just gonna do that. We're gonna put the dragon on there. We'll only be like spend a bunch of money on hair care products and grooming and stuff, dude. Because I need a haircut. And on that note, just shave it all (laughs) off, man. On that note. Well, everybody, thank you for listening. Hopefully you came back after our long hiatus. We appreciate you (laughs) listening and go ahead and love our fan. You can get the notifications when we upload another episode. All one of you out there. (laughs) All right. Thank you guys. All All right. Thanks guys.